Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the Neighbours Hello, this is Neighbours We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast We enjoy episodes of the Australian soap opera Neighbours And we recap it for our form of self-care Couple of gal pals having a yarn I'm Vaya. Kate is here, hello Hi everybody CJ, the hot mess mum, hello Hello CJ, by the way, we've got a few new listeners that jump on for the reboot and CJ's the one in, in our media that is the, the pink-haired lass. Oh, th- it's not all pink now, though. Yes, it is. No, I mean, there's purple and blue and other things. Okay. Predominantly pink. Yes, yes, yes. And Kate and I met in the late aughts on Twitter, yeah. tweeting about neighbours. Yeah, um, definitely recommend meeting up with people you meet on Twitter. <laughs> it will always yeah. end well. I did it twice in that era. I had a Twitnik. Twitnik where you just go and we met a whole bunch of people that were all tweeting. Is that a picnic? <laughs> yes, but okay. with Twitter people. Right. Can you even imagine how many people would just, you know, oh. Nick 45872543. It's <laughs> talking about Dictator Dan and vaccines. Just an egg profile pic. <laughs> just, just, just an egg oh that would turn God. up at the, the, the Twitnik. Yeah, me for the Twitnik, gas cans there. Oh, everyone's gone woke. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a different time. It's like Return to Oz when she goes back and everything is just bricks and mortar and wheelies yeah it's no good my, so my husband would be there <laughs> <Yeah>. 100% <laughs> big week actually we'll get there but I think one of my favorite weeks of programming since the renaissance with an e-i-g-h since the return I really enjoyed some of these this week you know why we all know why because April Rose Pengilly oh, I thought you were going to talk about Aaron just gratuitous body shots I mean well look having the Brennackers and having April well, the, Chloe all back. The Brennans. Yeah. Well, all, well, all the Brennans. All the good Brennans. The good Brennans. The, re- the relevant Brennans. I mean, R.I.P. Ma. Be nice to oh, have yeah, Ma. Oh, yeah, Ma. yeah, Ma. I thought, yeah, I, um, like you are not going to finish the word Ma with another sound, are you? <laughs> no. No, yeah, no. She went Ma Brennan. Yeah. 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 Good. But what a pleasure to have Chloe back. Yeah, and I actually think that her scene with Nicolette, who's now played by Hannah Monson, had quite a lot of chemistry to it in a way that I don't think was there with previous Nicolette. I do very much buy Nicolette as being obsessed with Chloe and in love with Chloe, but I didn't necessarily always feel that Chloe reciprocated. So I feel the Nick one was a bit unhinged. Oh, whereas, yeah. whereas Nick two, I'm not scared no, for I'm not, Chloe. I'm not scared yet, but I, it'll, the other shoe will drop. Although I just think I think um, motherhood has matured Nick mm. in in a, in a way where she's like, you know what, like I don't I don't have to be obsessed with you, Chloe. I've just got to do one third of the parenting here. Yeah, God, I'm on a holiday. She, I don't know who had that kid at one stage, and then as she headed off, she's like, oh, Sammy, can you? Keep yeah. an eye on my child. Sammy's like, I have a job at Lasseter's. She's not there today because she's <laughs> looking after that kid. But back on Nicolette, Key tweets this week, Mark said, I love that Nicolette's iconic green jacket has been recast, which is that um, that pleather green jacket that her dad sent. And then Tell you what, the new one is, is not attractive. It's got a bit high vis. The new one is a choice. The jacket is something you'd see a road worker wearing on a rainy day, I think. It actually looks like Project Runway when they've given them a challenge. Like, you've got to make outerwear using... This old tarpaulin. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Two, because they're different greens. Yeah, yeah. It's two tarpaulins, yeah. Or maybe maybe an old billboard. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one of the um, picnic rugs that you've designed. 
I've never designed one as ugly as that. <laughs> Jesus. It's um. Look, we've really gone off course. I think I don't know what it is. There's something. Kate came in talking about her old high school message thread. Oh, it's been kicked off, popping off tonight. And I'm like, yeah, and she's wearing the Erinsborough high jumper. Are you about to go and protest? Tell you what, there's nothing. Nothing regresses you like chatting with your old high school mates. <laughs> I'm already someone in the chat has described someone as a rotten slag to their and tagged them. <laughs> slag in the girls' school parlance. Yes. Do you have any council info? Firstly, tis the season. Spotify Wrapped has been released. It recaps your most listened to media throughout the year. Can I ask? Is it, I'm not a Spotify person. Is it the last day of November every year? I don't know because I sometimes Spotify, usually when I'm working and I have background music. Yeah, I only listen to Spotify if I'm in the shower and I just want a mix of music or if I'm listening to a Spotify exclusive podcast because I, yeah. Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got me there. Yeah. Have you got questions? (laughs) No, it's always a case file presents where it's a Spotify exclusive and I'm like, good God, put it on Apple as well, please. But my rap didn't work and this is an insight into my um, just recent neurodivergent diagnoses, but I had left my 2022 wrapped summary emails unread because oh. I, um, I kept meaning to, I better get to that so I can do my wrapped upload and it's, it's about to be December of 2023 and I ha- finally opened all those emails and that data is no longer stored where I needed it to be stored. Mm. So I don't think it knows who I am or what I'm doing right now. But I love I love that Hamish's birthday is now like, when other people praise me on the internet. <laughs> because we did get lovely shout outs. We're being tagged. Yeah. I don't know how long it goes for. The whole month. Let's do it. Where people shout us out if we've made their top five of podcast listens. Like I genuinely felt like a celebrity. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was so wonderful and nice. It's a real thrill. And because now we've got the Instagram up and running, we'll get tagged. Neighbours pod. If you were on your wrapped. Yes. CJ please. will get a thrill all day. It says how many, how long you spent listening. Mm. So David uh, linked this. Okay, look, look, I'm a top 3% fan on the, the Case File Presents podcast. Oh, good on you. There you go. That'll give Case go. File a little thrill. Casey's wrapped with that. Please Casey's like them. rolling in like some bathtub full of cash <laughs> right now. So David, you listened for 10,580 minutes of Neighbours. You are a top 1% fan. Bloody, I like to hear that. That's wonderful. Yeah. He says, does this earn him a shout out? Of course, David. Oh, my good grief. Yeah, David. Best David of the week. <laughs> Ew, David. Certainly not going to be Dr. Nacker. <laughs> yes. And so now we've got to shout out everyone else that tagged us. Richard, Natweets, Lindley, plain Jane superfan, Keith. Keith, we are right behind the football and rugby podcasts Keith listens to. God, that's, I mean, I love that. Thank you, Keith. Darling Hayley. Rachel should have been studying for Year 12. Still got the Neighbours Minutes in there. Hi, Rachel. Our youngest fan. Yep, hope all goes well and you're having a good relax over the summer. Sally, thank you, Sally. And Sammy, number one podcast, but she's only put in 403 minutes. But I'll give her that. She's like, what, eight podcasts? She, she's a, good she, for you, Samantha. She, she's in a ha- she's a hairdresser working in. She's not going to blast neighbours in the salon. You got to get the sick beats dropping in the salon. But also, she's got like uncut Kate yes, in her true. chat. <laughs> I know. She's like, she messaged me. She's like, are you going to mention me every week? And I'm like, well, until you start actually watching the show, Sam. Yes. Yeah. Send us in some voice memos like Brett, and you'll get a few shout outs too. We got more minutes than neighbours did from her. That's true, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Lizzie, thank you. The other thing we need to mention, of course, is that there's new opening titles. I'm, I'm a bit mixed up with the titles because they, I don't like that we still have different ones to the UK. We don't have a gondolier. And that's always been a 
strangeness. I, I don't understand why. Why would they waste money on us having different titles? Oh, I think they would have just shot one set and then just cut it differently. Unless there really is SponCon with that gondolier. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> UK say, deal. It makes it look more exciting, doesn't it? Have we been all the show? The gondolier. Well, with the punch man. The only reason I can understand is like having all those beach scenes. Obviously, Melbourne or people from Australia, like that's a lie. Stop it. It's a lie. You're just going to make people cold and sad. Don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas in the UK, they're like, oh, they're at the beach. Yeah, just pack layers, whatever you do. Pack layers if you're coming here. The new titles, though, the point of reference is that Krista's in. Mm. Krista's in with Byron and Haz on the beach. Well, it's it's like the, the footy term, isn't it? Well, particularly at the ends, at the pool, we've got... Melanie in mm-hmm. and Reese out. Yes, 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 yes. Why is that a footy term? It's interchange bench. Okay. Mm. Yep. Cool. Yep. It can't, they can't be on the ground at the same time. But do you know what's annoying it's me? It's like not, two people can't hold oh. one pavlova over at one time, can they? Well, yeah. So Mel brings the pav, which is almost like symbolic. Like, all right, mm. miss abroad, the local gals in town now. We've had mentioned that like – isn't Mel still on drug charges? But that got mentioned this week. Did you see that? Yes. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. But I did need to highlight that Mel is not in her own frame. She's in the end group shot bringing in the pav, but yeah. she's not in a tableau with housemates or friends or lovers like the, everyone else is. And someone's pointed out also Toadie with the Misha version. Toadie and Therese were like loved up or something. And now with the Mel one, they're just like having a chat. Oh, And, of course, the other important addition is the Branakas and Nicolette and little Isla in the scene with Jane and Sammy. The juggling doctor. The the juggling doc. The juggling ex-doc on a picnic rug. Very sweet scene, especially because it's preceded by Leo and Paul and Abby kind of waving at them. But then the next scene, they're not really waving back. They're just all watching David juggle. Turn away from the juggling lifestyle. (laughs) I think they could have put Jane a bit closer to Sammy. The framing's a bit strange, but it's very sweet. Mm. It did kind of help move the plot along because the jeopardy was of Nicolette going, oh, I really want to move back, but David doesn't want to. Neighbours. There he is. He's on board. (laughs) It is difficult, that that kind of. The titles, they've got their own life, don't they? They've got their own story Mm, in them, yeah. Mm. Like remember when Sonia died and they just wiped her out the next... Oh, God. See ya. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) Now... It is a fresh day, a fresh week. Mel is picking up her life. She's in vibrant colours, doing little bus rides to Erinsborough to tidy up some loose ends. Wearing a quilt. Yeah. (laughs) She's, yeah, yeah. I love that. She's comfy. She was, when she returned in those first few scenes, oh God, that whole week when she told that story at Teresa's house. Um, she was wearing very prisony colours. Yeah. And I really like that after prison, she's like, no, I'm Mel. No, I'm just going to head down to a, a pr- production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph and the Amazing Technical Drink. <laughs> I thought you were going to just say a haberdasher. <laughs> no, no, she's just gone and like stolen a jacket out of probably Erinsborough High's skip. Well, I think there is an art department in town, I think. There's a clue that led me in that direction. But she is taking a meeting with Paul. Because he wants to discuss that errant charge, CJ. Yeah. He wants to talk about, you know, let's work together so that I can get off my charges as well. <laughs> Come on, you're out of prison. Let's get me off the hook. She's like, I'm busy. And taking a meeting with Nelly as well, who said, I really want to do something for Mel. Mm. Let's get her some shopping. And Dad, can you take me? Because I am a teenager. Yeah. Our Mel needs some snack offs. 
Yeah, Aldi run. Aldi run. So one thing that little Nelly asks, and Toad Fish Rebecca says to his <laughs> wife, Therese, oh, it's fine, like I'll take her and then I'll sit in the car and the, avoid the uncomfortableness. I'm sorry. So you're going to let your child deal with all the uncomfortableness yeah. and not scumbag. Be the adult. Yeah. Be the adult. Be selfish conversation the two of them had yeah. where Therese is like, well, well, that's unacceptable. I get fucked, Therese. This is set. not about yeah. you, like about Nellie seeing yeah. Mel. And, and Nellie's not trying to say, I'm going to go and mm. be, do parent trapping. She wants to go and take a loved one some shopping because yeah. they've been in the freaking clink. Actually, that conversation was about Mel coming into the counsellor. Yeah, which was lo- a great idea of Mel's. Like, I'll come yeah. and be in family counselling to help Nellie. I feel like Mel probably needs to see the counsellor first, to, <laughs> to, to debrief with the counsellor and the counsellor to say, I don't think this is going to help the situation. Or, okay, yeah, we'll discuss those points. And Yeah, Rhonda's going to have a full docket that week. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Also, maybe if she goes, she can get some free therapy herself. Mel, that would be good. On Toad's dime. But I, I love it that finally Toad was like, oh, but the point of the therapy of it is it for to be in Nell's best interests, mm. not our best interest. Why does he? Oh, good well, on you, mate. Why do other adults have to keep pointing that out to a man who has had children for over a decade? Yeah. Yeah, more. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to kick in when you've got a newborn. Oh, right, that's right. I've got to tend to them first before I can go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. But after a few goes of that, it sinks in. Yeah. <laughs> Three years later, you can do Neighbours podcast for self-care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I felt like um, Legal Eagle Beck was actually um, like typing his lines. Best interests of your child, Jared. Oh, Beck, we need to get you on. I haven't reached out because it's been a busy season of life, but we need to check in with friend of the pod, Beck. So I did want to talk about this relationship with Toad and Mel and Nally. And I wanted to bring it up with Faya because Faya, you've had step parents. Yeah, they've come and gone. Yep. And I feel that as... The father of Nally, Toadie, when he said, okay, this person, I love them. They're going to come into our house. They're going to be your mother. He even said that, like, they need you. They needed a mother and you came in. Someone's like, been watching The Sound of Music. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the children need a new mother. <laughs> but no, he, like, he said, this is your mother now. The other one's dead. Here we go. <laughs> your, your mother's in the clink. So here we go. I feel that it is his responsibility to deal with this like the exiting, the offboarding of parenting. Yeah, the offboarding. He yeah. definitely should. She formed a bond and even if he did fall in love instantly, insta love with Therage, you don't you can delay a wedding. People mm. can get married anytime. Mm. And they could have just had a little if they did have to, they could have had a little, you know, courthouse wedding. You just don't need to be moving houses. I feel too, so too sorry easy. for those kids leaving the house of trowel that they've grown up in with Sonia. Like, yeah, and he's they, a scumbag. Which is, they have to look at it. Like, it's different if you have to move across town for school or work. Yeah. But to look at it every Therage day. Therese could have moved over there and they could have actually spent a lot of money on doing up that set as well. Yeah. Gosh, it would have been better than having alternate titles. Yeah, like, I live next door to where my dad lived when he died and I couldn't leave unless we both left like I couldn't go back and see other people living in that house mm. or I could like that's so strange yeah. and I'm a grown-up supposedly it's, it's, oh look we can shit can toad for much longer but we won't yeah. but look it also it is important to remember that these are pretend people that we discuss and malign you know oh, yeah. they're not 
they're just pretend. Oh, yeah. We're not, they're figuring it's mar- so imagination. We're not hating on all men at this point. No, not Just yet. specifically Jared, Vincenzo, Rebecca. Yeah. No tall men. Now, uh, Mel has to park her shopping at Harold's to go take a, me- a meeting at the police station. That's very benevolent of Harold's staff. Oh, well, Harold's mate. <laughs> She's put it there by the dog bed. Also, I don't know if there's yogurt or whatever. She hasn't put it in her fridge. <laughs> it's non-perishables. Mm. Um, Mel's really slipped into her, like, other side of the law role really well. Like, oh, the police need to have a chat. That's fine. That's normal. Uh, don't need a lawyer. Everything's fine. Just A cab, mate. A cab. <laughs> Tody hears, he firstly gives advice on her lawyer and says, like, this person gets run, you know, they take on too many cases, take on, you know, he doesn't, like, suggest they're bad. Which is a very kind way to badmouth a legal aid lawyer. They're just too giving with their time. Also, like, when's the last time Tody took on too much work? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That other guy, Fred, he's like... Um, Jared, that's just called a, n- a nine to five. Yeah. Like I just do eight to six, mate. Don't even worry about it. Um, Toadie would be the kind of guy who would have like the little putting green set up in his office. <laughs> and then he um, he arranges though for her to get a better legal aid lawyer, like through the system. I don't understand how he can manipulate legal aid, but whatever. Suspend disbelief. Amazing. Ask Beck for her opinion yeah. on that one. Um, meanwhile, other Beck, El Maloglu, to rage. Is like he's up front with her. She's like, oh yeah, that's I guess this is fine. And he keeps saying it's for Nelly, you know, it's to make Nelly happy, so she's not worried. Fine, fine, fine. But meanwhile, Therese is having her own little hesitations here because her forever love still loves her. <laughs> and now he's like, ah oh, well, no use concealing that information. Rips out the couple photo of the two of them and puts it back on the mantelpiece. Whoa. But I love it when he picked up on her saying, oh, no, I really love Jared. We're so in love. And he's like, why do you keep saying that? Who are you trying to convince? <laughs> it was um, great. He may as well just start doing the street graffiti that we've had before, like Paul for P for T forever. Forever. Um, I love it. I mean, in true Paul fashion, last week he just looked Jared in the face and says, I yeah. love your wife, mate. Yeah. It's like I slept with his sister. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> oh, imagine if we get a scene down the line. This is clearly where it's heading, where Byron hooks up with Krista and then he's going to ring Reese and go, I slept with Krista, the sister. <laughs> no, no, I slept with Krista. Yes, sister. <laughs> um, the other detail from that foursome of doom is that Toadie keeps saying this phrase to Tarage and it doesn't sit well with her. It's, you're it for me. And she's... Confides in Chloe. Chloe's like, oh, I don't have time for this. I'm here for like a week. But okay. She says, Paul used to say that to me. You're it for me. So it's weird to hear Toadie saying it. But I can't tell him not to say it because he's just saying a nice thing. And my, my main advice in that scenario is to number one, just laugh it off. You have to rip the band-aid off and laugh it off and go, oh my God, you're quoting my ex-husband. Don't, like, just make it funny. But secondly, I think it's a very depressing statement. It is. It sounds <laughs> like, um, yeah, oh, well. So this is it. <laughs> I've, looked, I've looked around and this is as good as it gets. Tell you what, you're probably the only single woman around my age yeah. who's straight. Yeah. It's, it's it's your Mrs. Punt, love. Mrs. Punt does not have eyes for the toad. She's got Branaka hearts in her eyes. She would not even. She'd be like, Jared, that's sh- a that's yeah. sham lawyer. Exactly. Although she wouldn't mind having a lawyer on tap for her cases against Paul. Um, She'd go Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? I just love it because it's so Paul fashion to be like, look, it's cute that you guys got married. <laughs> but <laughs> this is ridiculous. It ain't going to stick. No. And it's not going to stick. We're having the classic. So Toadie hugs Trage 
And she does the, oh, what am I doing? Why am I hugging him? Mm. She does like a face. It was the best. Don't hug Doug. It's a book my son reads. Um, Don't hug Toadie. He doesn't like it. Well, Toadie wants it. (laughs) You're it for me. Now, let's get over (laughs) to another doomed relationship. And that is old Byron. Oh, did he used to be this pitiful in his last What what happened to him? So, okay, I think we're going to have to give him a nickname. So, Byron, obviously, and Byron. My partner calls him Boron. (laughs) But I think it's a little leaning towards ableist, but I do appreciate it for the scientific connotations. I think we need to go with, you know, remember Declan and Fakelin? I think Byron. But people have been saying New Colette about Nicolette, and I don't like that because it sounds like New Colette. She's doing a – she's still essentially the same character. This sad sack who's come (laughs) here. What happened to him? How did he become such a loser in Literally, the last two years? Did you used to watch the Raggy Dolls as a kid? There's a British. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the where, where they would like the rejected dolls, weren't yeah. they? There yeah. was one called Sad Sack. I really love this story for him. Like I, I really enjoy watching it. As, you like as sad his, as it is, his I harsh really eyes when he's all like, "Oh, she's dreamy." Oh uh, no, I didn't like it when Misha was on. And he had the hard eyes. Yeah. But I really enjoy him walking around the hotel. Like when he sat down with Chloe this week and said, I'm going to need leave because I'll be off to America. And Chloe went, are you are you guys very serious? Are you? Because Chloe's got Misha in her ear going, yeah. all right, you need to fend off all this nonsense. Yeah, Misha's, I've got business to do. Misha rang her eight times on the plane, not once. And little sad sack Byron was just looking wistfully off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess the plane Wi-Fi's out. He's just such a loser now. Remember the original Byron? He had charisma. He had a bit of dash. He, he had a, not smarmy is the wrong word, but he had a bit of a cheekiness. Sex to him. appeal. <laughs> so, what I think this is, I had a friend who had every person that she'd ever desired in her life. And then she met oh. a person when she was about 22 who said, I'm not into you. And she, welcome to the club of our of how we of how the normals live. But she lost it, and she turned into like a fourteen year old. But she was in a grown up body and with alcohol, <laughs> and it was bad. And I feel like that's what's happened to Byron because no one has ever said, "Oh, maybe could, could you take my bags to the car?" <laughs> Except at work, obviously. But I think that that's what's happened. I think he doesn't know how to be the second fiddle in the relationship because he's always been the main draw card. Mm. And Nicolette's called him the golden child a few times as well. I mean, so. literally is made out of gold, that man. <laughs> so he is trying to get Reese to take his calls on the plane, but meanwhile she's found out that her dad has died, the Conrad Hilton. They, they don't want to keep it hush-hush because young Krista... Krista's sister! is coming out of is doing going through withdrawals and she needs to convalesce in Lassiter's yeah, for which, her rehab. Another dark day for Erin Sparrow Hospital. Yeah. And Lassiter's. All of the things. Remember when you were an extra, we talked about it on the podcast and you had that dressing gown? She could go and go to that ward. Whatever ward you were in is where she should be. Yeah, we were very comfy on that ward. She has all the amenities there. Erin Sparrow Hospital did put out a tweet this week. Marketing is on to it. Happy Monday all. First patient discharged after a weekend of bed blocking. She's almost certainly maybe off the skag. We're so good at this. <laughs> Stay healthy, EH. Oh, my gosh. I like that. I love off the skag. <laughs> Slags on skag. <laughs> <laughs> 
now it is a shame we don't have the motelness center anymore where she could have really gotten the herbal therapy she needed do you do you think that's where this is going no i've look i, I haven't thought beyond the end of my arm um, any of this no with david and his possible oh, oh yeah not. yeah that's that's his career path now because yeah. he's it's not licensed so he's basically going to be like a doctor who will end up at the center of an age investigation in a few years because he'll have all these um young drug addicts just dying under his care and he'll Ooh. be like doctor death former doctor death i wasn't going there um i just thought I thought he might become a counsellor or like a drug social worker or... Okay, those are good. I thought you were saying let's reopen the motelness centre. I'm like, no, no, no. No more accommodation plots, please. I mean, Paul might buy him one. He's desperate to be his dad. Okay, let's pivot to their accommodation plot, right? Because I found it intriguing. The Brenackers, David Aaron plus Nicolette and Isla, have built a little life for themselves in, capital letters, the country. We don't know where it's meant to be. Not far. Well, a long enough drive that Paul needed to take a slash when he got there. Yeah, he's a, a man of, of a certain age. <laughs> they have to go to the toilet a lot. I would say it's two hours from Erinsborough. Yeah. I would say a man of Paul's age stopped on the way as yeah, well as okay, yeah. to go to the that's, toilet. That's, two hours is like long enough where the mother-in-law, like the grandma can't visit very easily very often. Gosh, no. Well, she can't. She doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. So this, he's the linchpin in... Krista is into getting this plot moving forward of the Brennan Tanaka stone household coming back to Erinsborough. The problem is all of their disagreements about this decision are set against the most beautiful vista. Just lush greenery, and sweeping valleys. And a washing line yeah. with a couple of sheets Sheets on it. flapping in the breeze. And they don't have much washing. It's like no, they one, don't. one cane but wicker basket of washing. So it's a B&B. Um, I don't think, judging by the amount of washing on their line, I don't think they're getting enough business mm. in their B&B business to support a family of four. I used to, um, my grandparents had holiday cabins in the Otways at growing up and it was just non-stop washing. They had a an iron that was like a rolling press. Yeah. And one of my favourite jobs was and to iron the pillowcases and tea towels through that rolling cool. press. Like like prisoner. Like, no. Like, like, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I was going to say like a mangle. Oh, that's for that. Isn't that to wash the things on? No, that's it's it's the roller thing, oh, okay. and it yeah, it squeezes water out. Right. Well, this was like it. It was like an ironing board, but round, that's nice. cylindrical. Yeah, yeah. And I then, mean, I'm, it sounds great. I, I I do like the concept. It was, it was really meditative as well. Mm. I think adult me would find that quite mindful. Probably, I probably wouldn't let my children use it in terms of <laughs> finger trappage. No, yeah, tea towels, towels pillowcases, and maybe a, a small single sheet. But it was just always – there was always something to be ironed, always. Mm. There were yeah, three and then for a while four holiday cabins. And that was two, like, retirees, two Greek retirees running Decades that. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think, yeah, that one washing line – I mean, maybe they did cancel a few bookings when they were coming to Melbourne for a couple of days. Yeah. Now, there was speculation that that was actually at the winery where it was filmed. Right, at the same property. Um, I've looked it up. I don't think it is. Where, Kate, you are the geographic specialist among us. Where do you think they that location is, roughly? Well, you can see vines there. So it's probably near a okay. wine-growing area, maybe Yarra Valley. Or it could be near the winery, but it's not at the actual winery. I don't know anything about geography, but... Like I get Dalesford vibes mm. from what they're doing. And there's an amazing queer community in Dalesford that would yep. be welcoming to them. Kate, our friend Sammy, again, mm-hmm. when she was living in, in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, in Yarra Glen. There you yep. go. She lived somewhere with wonderful Actually, sweeping views. not too views. far from Pangeon Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, oh, had a, yeah. she had like a 
humongous barn on her property. Yeah. Yeah. They kept saying, oh, I want to go back. Our friends and family are there. I'm like, well, Aaron, you don't have friends and family there. And David's like, he's like, David, that's your home. I'm like, well, Sydney's his home. Mm. So it's just, yeah. and your family's in Adelaide. Who's in Melbourne? Jane. I think it's Jane and Leo. Jane and Leo. I, I, I always, and, literally, I forget about Leo. Mate as well. Oh, little Abby, yeah. yeah. Okay, my twin. Hello. He should have kept saying, my twin is in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't care to go. That's the thing. But, but Dr. Naka, he's all like, you know, I'm such a nice, you know, calm guy. But in reality, he's saying it like, I'm such a nice and calm guy who's never angry. The other thing he was saying is, I've never been happier than when I was here in this picturesque valley. I am so zen. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Poor Aaron. Maybe they need to just, just be to be growing a bit of marijuana yeah. in the back block or something like that. He could like do that. that. He yeah. could do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get onto it, mate. Um, uh, up your crimes. Look, it would be remiss of me not it's to It's legal me- now. Mar- well, you can Medical. buy illegally. Medically. Medically. Yeah, but, like, I, I don't think he would be able to but the- to, to grow it as a criminal. <laughs> Was he a criminal? I mean, he murdered someone. Yeah, it's not a drug crime. I don't know how much there'd be to do with I'd that. There'd be a lot of regulation on who can grow it. Yeah, but they need it growing because they pay tax on and it. I don't now. think they grow it out in the open. They grow it in like warehouses. Excuse me. Yeah. I grow, sh- I grow sh- it in abandoned houses. I've talked about something. <laughs> I've talked about something, and that is Aaron's wood chopping scene. He, for no reason at all, the camera goes from David hanging sheets on the line to Aaron chopping wood like he's at the Melbourne show. Yeah. Why did we need it? We didn't, but it was there and it was a gift. Yep. It was a gift. Um, but just like later in the week where he just pops into Mackenzie's pool for a dip. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I really Old enjoyed sake, that. Mate. I loved that he was like, oh, I'll just pop over and I'll do swim. It was like, God, it reminded me of like Muriel's wedding or something. Like it was just like, I, I can be here. It's exactly the sort of thing I have done. Asked a friend, a friend of a friend to just come over and use their pool when it was like 38 degrees and I didn't have aircon in that apartment. I was like, oh, um, your friend sounds nice. I'm going to come and use his pool. But it wasn't a hot day. It was cold. Yeah. No, he just wants to exercise. <laughs> this is me old pool. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the dugout. I find it curious that Leo owns that house. How did that come about? He's got the cash. But also, why, well, he, why, didn't he, he, why didn't he live in it? I guess his brother used to own it. He bought it off his brother, who was in, you know, yeah. criminal Legal. troubles. Oh, okay, yeah. Legal all right, yeah. yeah. So, so David puts this ultimatum to Aaron: "It's me or Aaron's barn." Echoes through the valley. <laughs> to be honest, mate, you're pretty grumpy. <laughs> it's like I just kept putting into other suburbs into it. Just all wake up and going, "It's me." Or Hopper's Crossing. (laughs) It's me or Meadow Heights. It's me or Lower Plenty. (laughs) It doesn't work is what I'm saying. No, it doesn't work. And um, Aaron is sort of like, oh, hmm. my sister's down at the moment. (laughs) She's a joy. Nicolette has got a strange little journey. She's, I think she's sort of resigned to the fact that she goes where they go, where Mm. the boys go. And also it's nice that she has her mum support her when she's there yeah. and her brother's around. And we find out this week that she's been keeping Paul in the loop of their family comings mm. and going. And he – because he wants to strike a deal with David. Like, well, Nicolette urges him to say, swear you'll not contact David. You'll go no contact. Have nothing to do with him. Just let them be. And Paul goes, yeah, I can maybe do that. Drives to the B&B. Yeah. To take a slash on their property and invite them back. 
Paul's not so good with boundaries. Because he goes, oh, I've got to drive to tell them that they're, they're off the charges. And they're like, yeah, we know the cops rang us to tell us that. Oh, my God. Since when do cops do that? Like, don't you think they'd be like, we'll leave that in our back pocket. We'll maybe do charges when we feel like it. <laughs> well, Sarge is, I think, quite efficient. Sarge runs a different ship than what we're used to. I don't know. I feel like it's not up to them. I feel like it's up to the justice system. I'm too tired to understand this. <laughs> like, uh, who, like on SBU, like oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like the All lawyer right. I mean, makes the decision. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's the law who should be ringing. Oh, hang on. Which, who is the law and the order of the two? I don't know, but now I, I'm I in... think the law is like your, your barbers. And yeah. Your... yeah, we're all the spazers ringing me on the phone. I am here now. Thank you. Um, so what gets them across the line is that Leo rings David in for support with Krista, who's not coping in that suite on her own and won't let Byron in because she's like, I don't know you. Go away. Go she's, away. Going, she's going through a bit of a train spotting experience. <laughs> and David knocks on the door and goes, hi, I'm David. I'm a friend of Byron's. I used to be a doctor and, and I've got some skag for you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, d- can we watch David? Get on the skag, though. Do you reckon it, it could go Ooh. one of either ways? It could either go he's going to be like the Mother Teresa of Erinsborough or he's going to like plummet. Do you know what I love and we could still keep the artwork on the Drink Steve's van is he could have a little mobile unit, a little vehicle where he goes and helps his people in need when they've oh, like, fall, like, fallen off on hard times. I'm trying to think of what the 80s, 80s term was for that. There was like it's a the courtesy ca- bus. No. <laughs> like the Heralds. Oh no, I can't. It's, the it's too far the in the recesses of my brain. No, I don't but that was that. yeah, like it was like it was like the church of the streets or something that went around <laughs> to like rescue people who were dying from yeah. heroin. Yeah, it'd be a great little project for him. And Aaron will be there as well. And he so he decides I want to return and be Krista's sponsor because he also has the guilt a little bit. He's like, hi, um, just so you know, I used to be a doctor. medical manslaughter and also when we thought you were dead I kind of knew and didn't tell people anyway it's fine I'm here to look after you now Mm. what's your problem there's a lot of exposition about what actually happened with his crime because you know as I mentioned last week I'd completely forgotten what his crime was and then when he's going oh yeah well he you know and I was like that's right it was so ridiculous that he was actually charged with anything when he the, he was resuscitating the guy and then just decided to not give it one more and he just threw something into the bushes I don't know there was, there was a lot of plausible deniability there. I feel like, gosh, I just really, I feel like he just got let down because he should have had, like, he should have had a victims of crime help. You know which lawyer trauma. he had? Old mate, the overworked legal aid guy. Probably. <laughs> now, no, Paul would have got him a good lawyer. I don't know. Maybe he was on the off with Paul at that stage and he's like, no, I don't want any of your money. There's two more things we need to cover. They're important. And then I've got a little treat at the end, a little uh, extra little chat I'm dropping in. The first important thing is when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. It's Italiano restaurant time. Uh, did, okay, so obviously we're talking about the Varga Murphys yes. here. Um, and the boys setting up a beautiful romantic experience for their mothers in... Um, Puffy's back patio. Oh, yeah. It was basically his sex den for him and Dippy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and Mel and Tony were out there in the vines at one point. Yeah. In the loins. Loincloths. Um, but... My question for you, ladies, mm. is when it was set up, I was marvelling at the fact that there were multiple cafe tables out there oh. and multiple red-checked tablecloths. Do you know what I marvelled at? The giant Italian man chef. Oh, yes. Like blow mould that was in the back there <laughs> that they had got from, I guess, an art department. 
a theater, a school theater props yeah, group. I reckon, um, I reckon Toad left it there at the house because he'd stolen it at uni at some stage. Either that, or I would have loved a little throwaway line of Dex saying, "I borrowed it from that. Uh, I borrowed it from that pasta place on Anson's Corner. We promise we'll give it back to them tomorrow." And then them just on the bus at the bus I'd stop be, with it. Be like the, the all-you-can-eat pasta place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, that the little Italian man was amazing, and the because Dex's first thought was we'll get a chalkboard, and we'll write the menu items on it. Yeah, spag bowl. Yeah, spag bowl, mate. And tiramisu, Aldi's finest, I'm sure. And uh, first of all, the mum and handy mum and Doctor Ma turn up in their CVs, and the boys turn them away. No, 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 only your finest. For and what do we finally for, see, Vaya? For Papa Giuseppe's back deck restaurant, we see handy mum. In her long flowing locks, the ponytail has been not only pulled through to its fullest ability, but all the way down and out. And the and elastic looks, band is gone. She looks beautiful. They look divine. They looked, both of them, scrub up super nice. And that is the scene where they shot, they filmed the little behind the scenes, meet the Varga Murphy's introduction mm-hmm. package. They looked glorious. And then the boys recreated their first date at you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's family restaurant where they – oh, the, the they were abusing them and because they wanted to recreate the staff abusing them but they had delicious pasta. Mm. It was it was very sweet. It was sweet. Yeah, it was lovely. It was like parent trap but like not quite as like aggressive. And it was more Lady in the Tramp with yeah. the, the single line of spaghetti that they had to – Eat and then end with lips locking. Yeah, slurp together. Yeah. Um, it, no, it's just really lovely. And they, the Mars figured out what the boys were doing pretty quick. Snaps and they just leaned into it. Not quick enough, handy mum. She's like, boys, what's going on? And I mean, Dr. Mars like tucking into a ravioli. Where did <laughs> all like, these tablecloths come from? <laughs> we don't even own one tablecloth. The bloom old man, Kate. Where did he come from? <laughs> Yeah. Do, you reckon, do you reckon those little cafe tables came from like the hard rubbish somewhere? Do you reckon there's a little Italian man just running down the street of Anson's Corner and going, hey, you're, you're pesky kids, they're giving me back on my tablecloths. I feel like Mrs. Punt probably would have had half that shit in her backyard though. Remember how like <gasps> yes, she lived in the hoarder house? Yeah, like my brother lives near a house where they've got like full um, gaming arcade, like mm. skill testers and stuff wow. all in the front yard. Nice. Well, I but I digress. In that moment, Handy Mum says – to Dr. Ma, like, what is that thing that you felt that night? And she said, oh, there was a spark. You know, I talked to you like we've known each other forever. Like, we did not stop talking. And I'm like, I meet someone like that every second week. What is We're best friends. <laughs> I, th- I thought this was the natural course of a lesbian relationship yeah. anyway. Yeah. it's like, is, is this an exceptional moment? Like, you're the... Also, were they just in Carlton, like on street? Like, <gasps> yeah, I was going to say, Phil and I had our first date on Ligon Street. Really? Yeah, yeah. Which restaurant? Well, I can't remember, but it was Italiano. My dad's favourite is Totos. Totos. It's the first Italian restaurant on Ligon Street. Totos. It, it, it moved venues, you know, after the fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. And someone I work with that um, didn't grow up in Melbourne said, have you ever been to that place? And they pointed to, like, where Totos was. And I'm like, that was Totos. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Also, all the Italian restaurateurs on that street are Beautiful. I've never met a cross one. They all just—they're quite a bit. They're a bit violent when they're trying to get me to haul me into their restaurant. But it's, it's not one place I, I would go for dinner, to be honest. Not when I'm a 22-year-old lesbian ready to shack up immediately. I um, <laughs> this is a bit off-topic, but I had cause to get um crepes mm. in the city from a French little crepe crepery. 
Yeah, it's a like, little little uh, vendor. Yeah, it's mm. like yeah, mm. vendor. And firstly, I need to point out that um, the lovely French person that took our order, you know, he Frenched it up a bit. He was a bit, <laughs> and then my son said, "Why do you talk like that?" Oh, oh geez, mate. And he wow. said, "Cause I'm French." <laughs> I love it. Perfect. <laughs> and I love, and they, and then, and then my son said to him, "How do you say Nutella in French?" And they're like, "Nutella." <laughs> but anyway. Uh, guess who I saw there? I mean, I can't because you told me immediately. <laughs> ben Hall. Friend of the pod, Ben Hall. Yes. I didn't go up and ruin his crepe experience by being like, hello, remember how you were on Neighbours? Um, Are you going to sit on this one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's a more um, straightforward sit, a crepe sit. Got it. Suspicious brown stains oh. on, his, on his bum. Anyway, it was lovely to see him. I'd like to see him in, in Neighbours. But... What we are also saying is maybe that's why the gondolier. Maybe they also then went, you know, let's let's take this gondola ride and take our relationship to the next level. I don't know. It's the Italian. It's their common thread. But they've now patched things up. She's like, well, you fucked up, but I still like you. <laughs> yeah, remember how we had pasta. Doc, yeah. Dr. Mara is way too forgiving. Yeah, but look, I'd forgive anything with a bowl of pasta, really. I say I don't. Yeah, yeah, so you don't. So, but, you know. Spag bowl, I'd be like, oh, could we just not get Thai takeaway or something? <laughs> that's that's over at Teresa's. That's you. over at Teresa's house, which, by the way, this week had all the trimmings because they were trimming the tree. Just wanted to say that. Finally, look, there's been some um, accusations thrown around this week, Vashos. <laughs> Apparently, we've um, got a touch man hating on this pod. We're misandrists. Um, Can't wait till our I would just common like to, law husbands I would find like that out. I to defend myself here and say that I am an equal opportunity hater. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kate mm-hmm. is scathing in for all walk, towards all walks of life on this pod. In real life, Kate's I'm Kate's, fairly, I'm mild-mannered, Kate's I'd say. very pleasant. A hundred percent, she is. In, in fact, on this pod, sometimes I'm taken back. Yeah. Um, but oh, it's all just under the surface. Yeah, <laughs> it's all waiting, waiting to come out. So the thing is, I was thinking this when you were talking about Toad and Terade's conversation about Mal and the shopping mm. and all of that. Everything you said was equal opportunity to both of them. Yeah, they're both dreadful people. <laughs> in this scenario, they are yes, but also. The only reason in that scenario, Toad and Trage, that we're having more of a go on Toad is he is Nelly's father. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Therese is just uh, – she's just living in a house yeah. and people have moved in. <laughs> like, she's you trying know. to wear her best capes. Yeah. And also we change our opinions on a dime. Yeah. Like someone will save a kitten from a tree next week and they will be back on deck in our good books. A hundred percent. And like – Firstly, I've been a Paul apologist for years. Yeah. So, you know. We've got a, it's, got, it's called balance. We have to yeah. provide balance. Yeah. And like we. Editorial balance. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're just making jokes, guys. It's just, just jokes. But you know what I will not joke about? Mm, That's yes, food so. hygiene. <laughs> in cafes. And in that bloody pizza box tower. Ugh. Also, on the conversations about the dog. Mm. I think that the big difference in that conversation, I'm assuming that the people who think that that was very bad of the girlfriend, what was her name again? Billy. Billy, Billy to leave oh, the dog outside. Uh, see, we love Billy. Is in England where it's snowing and it's cold and it's genuinely cruel to leave the dog outside. That dog's got the freaking dog out in the backyard. But <laughs> in Australia and in Melbourne, there is maybe two nights a year where yeah. it's inappropriate for your dog to be outside. <laughs> and it's certainly not in November. No. <laughs> 
God, no. And it's never in Erinsborough because yeah. it's always sunny there. Yeah. And unless there's a tornado. Also, if that, yeah. that dog, notably anxious and with separation anxiety, mm-hmm. they would have heard it. They would have had mm. Dr. Carl, if he was not on the garn, banging on their door saying, <laughs> let your dog in. Oh, 100%. Your dog type thing. Okay, moving past mm. our past harsh judgment on has. Yeah. My God. Which, by the way, sorry, I must pre- yeah. preface by saying I had high hopes for Haz. Yeah. I came in with open arms. You did. You said well, he was cute and come, he had a cute dog. Come on board, Haz. We are ready. I think I described him as having the, the C-bomb edit this week because they've actually taken him down quite a few notches. Yeah. yeah, we were biting our lips trying to not say anything, but we couldn't because um, he was the worst. It would have been better. It would have been a lot easier on us for us to be like, oh, look, him and Holly. What a nice relationship that is building up to be. You yeah. Know? Oh, look. Oh, he's chucked out the frigging two metre tall um, towers of pizza boxes. Oh my, it got worse this week. Yeah, it was mm. touching the ceiling. Did you see that it was like a lean? It really looks like it's going to fall. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Handy Mum's going to... God, gonna, Reese is gone because it would have killed her. Handy <laughs> Mum's going to come over and do conveyancing or something. That, that house, mm-hmm. I mean, we say it every week, that house would stink. Has, even before this week, last week in the car, has was saying to Holly, oh, Mackenzie's so great, Mackenzie's so wonderful. And Holly's like, I was going to be a doctor. And has just went, ah. mm. <laughs> I can't imagine that. And she just looked a little bit offended, like, oh, okay. Her bloody father's a doctor. It's in her blood. Yeah, but she's, she deferred medicine to yeah. go and gallivant yeah. around, which is also what makes me believe she's 19. Yeah, I, I, th- I think she is 19. Yeah. So all this like, oh, you know, she's meant to be in her 20s. She's not meant to be in her 20s. I don't know. They've, they've done some strange things with age. And look, we're not to know. I think if you do age things like they've done with the kids, right, Nellie, and do things like to say what year level they're in, like yeah, do so stuff like that. Nellie so recently, know. a few weeks ago, Nellie said she was 14 and now Toadie's referring to her as his 15-year-old. And her birthday is coming up. So I don't know if he's just rounding up. And when Mel was there, she started year seven. Mm. Yeah. So, so year nine makes sense. Yeah. But Haz is already look putting down. He's negging Holly. Yeah. And in the words of the kids these days, he's an F-boy. Yeah. Yeah. F-boy he, Island. He, he's not interested in a relationship with her. He just wants to have a good time. Which, again, if that's what both parties yeah, yeah, want, no, no problem. live your life. But uh, where I call F-boy and douche canoe is he has developed feelings by context clues. He has developed feelings for Mackenzie, right? And he knows that's a delicate scenario because she's a widow. And so why is hopping into the sack with her mate, at the very least, that's going to lead to awkwardness between them. And if you like that person, don't you want to spare them from unnecessary awkwardness? At the very least, it's a douche move. So I disagree. I disagree that he knows he has feelings for Mackenzie. Okay. I don't think he knows that. I think he's he's oblivious to that. I mean, hey, ho ho's delightful. I, I, a lot of people, I think maybe one of you has said, imagine being with Izzy all the time. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. I'd want to be with Izzy Ex- all the time. Yes. And now we know that, um, as my friend Hunter pointed out, Nat Bass is the Natalie Bassingthwaite has put the B in LGBTQ because she has come out and debuted her new partner. She has. Who is a woman. What a glorious time. Wonderful. And, and she's had chats about that this, you know, came as a bit of a surprise from her and it's giving her joy. And everyone's delighted. Now we know, like, why Holly's been here for a couple of years. 
Because, yeah, Izzy's been busy. Busy Izzy and Peter O'Brien didn't cut the mustard. Oh, he was the tipping point. <laughs> was just, <laughs> Malcolm, was like, no more men. <laughs> Malcolm loosened the lid. <laughs> and so it, it's still a dick move, though. If, if say, okay, say you don't know you've got romantic feelings for your housemate. It's awkward for you to bang your housemate's mate and now you've left her to have weirdness. Oh. I, I think so, but, like, I also think it's quite relatable because, like, I've literally been in oh this situation. Oh, my God, I've just literally oh realised I've done it. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> it, and I think these conversations that they're having about, like, hey, you can't have your girlfriend sleep here every night, oh. this is all so relatable. Do you know what's – But also he doesn't want her there. He only wants no. her there for a yeah. roll in the hay. And but then a good time, go, not go the daytime. Yeah. He's not being clear enough with her. Like he's he says, oh, let's hang out tonight, and she says, oh, that's great. I'll go and get stuff. And she, he, all he needs to say is, oh, I want to go out. They were sharing a cardigan too, which is interesting. Can I just tell you what I just had a flashback to? Yeah. I just had a full body flashback to me going after my housemate's mate, but he came after me. One of the rare situations where I was going to a gig and I left, and then I got a message that he was jumping on the tram and following me to this gig. Oh my at Billboard Nightclub. Billboards. Class. Guess who was playing? I don't know, but you probably could have scored some stuff with R- there. The Rogue Traders. Oh, oh my go. gosh. I am a voodoo child. Nat Bass, front and centre. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, the next day I think I asked my housemate if she minded. Yeah. She was fine. But she didn't care. <laughs> I and I really – Matt keeps saying, you know what, like I don't, I don't really have feelings. Like this is too much. I can't. Mac. Like she said, I don't, I don't want to be in this relationship. Be in it, but could you stop having your and girlfriend over every night? She lives a full life. She's got work. Mm-hmm. She dresses to the nines to work from home. But, <laughs> but I love it. Moving past all these issues mm. with Mac, the fact is he wants some sort of friends with benefits mm. scenario with the naive girl who lives next door and he's basically shat where he eats and he yeah. just wants her to, to go away until he wants to root her again. Mm-hmm. And so, and he approaches this in the most sensitive way possible. Well, he blows a gasket. <laughs> and, and Byron and Mac, and my favourite Byron moment of the week was when they were sitting outside drinking their coffee and he goes, why don't you go inside? And they're like, because your annoying girlfriend's in there. Yeah. And I think Mac tries to be subtle about it and then um, Byron just goes, no, she's, she's here too much, go tell her. So he, he goes inside to drink his own coffee. Has was mixing up in a mason jar. <laughs> a limited crop honey roasted coffee. Blend. Blend from New Guinea. Sounds like you should send some of those jars over to Dr. Naka when he comes back. Yeah. Um, and so she drinks it and spits it back into the jar. Yeah, racist, I reckon. That's racial. Yeah. Just judging another culture's. Okay. So look. and I. Look, That's he- what causes him to blow a gasket. Cafe, yeah. cafe or not, this the man, the bloody dog hair and the coffee guy, he's drinking Nescafe at home. I do not believe for a moment that he's going gourmet at home. And then also, if you're putting dog hair in your patron's coffees, just drink your girlfriend's slag out of, exactly. out of the espresso I, shot. Yeah. Um, and he, that's the last straw. He says, you hear too much, you're eating all our snackos and go it, home. You're annoying. <laughs> and she says, you should have told me. And he's like, I'm telling you now. Well, you're being a douche canoe about yeah, it. I did not like it. And because I, I think I think Ho-Ho's joyous and he's lucky. Mm. He's like very lucky. Yes. And look, we can leave aside the fact that she was having a PTSD moment when he they pounced on each other. Mm. But okay, if that was the way she was working through her emotions, then sure. Sometimes people find love in a hopeless place. Oh. 
she looks devastated and she goes, well, okay, you don't want to be with me. He goes, no, I do. Just sometimes. I just, just want to root you. He literally says to her, just come around less. You know, oh, that's, what, look, that's, that's a red flag. A hundred percent. You know what he is? What, what, it, how did Ken phrase it? My super serious long-term. Oh, the long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, casual girlfriend. Yep. That is has. <laughs> Except long distances across the street. Yeah. Go away. I want you to be better. <laughs> I saw um, some spoilers Actually, this week, which we can't talk about, but. A public service announcement. You can talk about it in our spin-off Facebook group. What's it called? Ceramic Pig. Ceramic Crystal Ball. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like Byron's got some stuff coming. Um, and you've from, got a big grin on your face and yeah, now I'm desperate I'm, to know. I'm very excited about that. I think Haz is going to be left out in the cold a bit. I I can I'm, I welcome a redemption arc for Haz. He's he's just not currently in one. Hopefully he gets onto cleaning talk at some stage. <laughs> and just like just channels some energy. Get some scrub daddies in that kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I've got a scrub daddy. I've got a scrub mommy. Yeah, I've got a scrub kitty. <laughs> Shout out to the tens of people that are speaking our language there. <laughs> Good to have you. Um, now, just finally, um, what does this show need more of? Um, hot teen. Interesting stories or old people living in an old people's home? Oh, I nearly I, th- moved They past cannot that. possibly be closing the school to put in an old people's home because nothing gave us the yawns more than <laughs> when the OG Harold was in. I couldn't even – I couldn't get my eyes open when Therese was saying she'd sent a welcome pack to Harold yeah. and whoever she was talking to was like, oh, that's nice, Susan. Oh, that's nice. I could not make it through that scene. Can't she, like, turn a couple of levels of Lassiter's into, like, service departments for old people? That's buy, a great idea. Buy the Motelness, whatever it is now. Mm. And also, Irene, stay down. <laughs> we don't want you to go up. Do you think there's some sort of payoff? Like, oh. Oh, My favourite part of it was where she was saying to Jane, I just wanted to assure you we're going to retain as much of the original buildings as possible. I'm sorry, have you seen that shithole? No, raise it to the ground. That's what should have happened bloody years ago. They organised a protest. It would have hit different, but there's a lot of protests going on and there's a lot of contention about school yeah. pro- kids school kids protesting and I'm saying more power to them. Um, was, your was... causes are more worthy than this one. But they're bringing in a podcaster in next week. She's, she's arrived, Summer Hoyland, uh-huh. the host of On That Note. And I love it because she's a podcaster in the show and... IRL. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Fellow like podcaster Geordie Lucas may have made her cameo debut on this very podcast last mm-hmm. week. Also, you know who I have the vibes of with her character? Because she's a journalist slash podcaster and that makes me go, you know who she is? Natasha Belling. <laughs> I just had that mi- mixed up with the other Channel 10, Natasha Exelby. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like um, Naomi. <laughs> mm. So anyway, the protest, the three-person protest is happening next week. And um, there's more returnees coming. Michelle Scully's going to be there. Michelle Scully? Isn't yeah. that great? I'm, I was so yeah. happy to see her. I was like, oh, Phil, this is awesome. And Kate she's Kelty. Really, yeah. Kate, Kate, Kate Kelty has been so sick yeah. of recent years. And she's just glowing and looking mm. well and it's going to be great to see her. And a few other... Shit bags. <laughs> also oh, there. I just love it that when they like casually mention ex-students. Let's defer to Summer Hoyland for the uh, proceedings. Citizen or citizen of the week. I mean, if I go first, I know I'm just stealing everybody's. Mm, go for it. Citizen has great. Yeah, yeah. Kate. I mean, he's what an asshole. Yeah. But um, looks. Nah. 
Can I do a saddest bitch? Yeah. Yeah, instead. You, oh, clearly Byron. You don't have to go instead. You you get to the saddest Oh, oh okay, bi- yeah. The saddest bitch stands alone. Yeah, I mean, I think he has been. It's been the saddest bitch for a while now, yeah. Byron. Yeah, yeah, still. Still there. Firing, mate. Um, I think no. She's just not that into you. El- Ellie might pop back to take the crown for a week, but he'll be back on it again. <laughs> um, but she doesn't um, – God, it's a toss-up, but I'm going to have to say – Actually, I'm going to go with Tarage because I was going to say who was worse out of Toadie and Tarage. And Toadie at least was trying to push the line of what Susan had told him what good parenting was. And Tarage, as a parent, was going, nah, stuff it. She shouldn't be in Nell's life. I'm her mum now type thing. I want her to bring me snackos. <laughs> I could use a snackos. Yeah. I uh, was going to go has, but I'll, I'll, re- I'll rest him. And I'm going to say uh, Citizen 2. Krista, Citizen Krista, because you are coming clean. You're not allowed to go to rehab because it would be bad press. So you were holed up in that terrible hotel and you were happy to have a manslaughterer as your support system. Guys, I cannot believe we didn't even talk about this before, but what's been the greatest revelation that has been rocking the neighbours well this week? When the dots were put together. Oh, Yes. Oh, my God. And we, we kind of talked about this a bit on the pod, didn't we, yeah, last we, week? Well, for months we've been talking about because Krista's mother is from Zurich or yep, lives yep. in Zurich. Yeah. And that's where um, Millsy's and Sean's mum lived yeah. for a while. Um, Kate Raisin. I think she's in Zurich prison now. But, anyway. <laughs> but what was Krista's pseudonym? Kelly. What's Finn's surname? Kelly. Robert Millsy Mills slash Kelly. <laughs> What's Finn Kelly's middle name? I only know this because the people screenshotted it. Conrad. <gasps> what's Krista and... Papa Hilton. <laughs> yeah, what's Papa Hilton's name? R.I.P. Conrad. Conrad Sewell Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> Steady hands of <laughs> hotelier. Yeah. Con- um, so okay, I'm... there is too many links there. Yeah. Although someone tweeted me this week going, oh, you've taken the bait. I'm like, but it's, there it's is not, no, there is no bait. This it's is like bait. it's just like this is like sifting out of like like panning for gold and finding a few flecks. But um, that's that's your whole thing, Bay. Remember, your introduction used to be that you had trouble suspending disbelief. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I can't. This is um, bloody Chekhov's Zurich, mate. It is. You, you cannot mention Zurich. She could have easily lived in I don't know Bern or. <laughs> Oh, it's an oath. Another, another city in Switzerland? Or just like Toronto or something? Yeah. I enjoyed a very much a behind-the-scenes clip of Magella Davis saying that she previously auditioned for Chloe and then Nicolette. Oh, wow. So she's bringing that, you know, outgoing vibe yeah. to Krista. Not right now. Krista's having a tough, tough week. If she can come in and be haunted by the spectre of, of Bloody Millsy, how great would that be? If he's just kind of like menacing in a ghost form over her shoulder <laughs> saying, destroy them all, Krista. Destroy them for me. Now, someone who's only just met Millsy is a new friend of the pod. I met this week online an American who's been tweeting about Neighbours, who has discovered it during the reboot and has been commentating his journey. I need to know, did Misha bring... Um, I mean, he'll tell us, but signs point to no. So here's, we're going to leave you with my chat with Topher, salt of the earth. Happy to have you. Get some of your countrymen to come and watch Neighbours as well. Thanks for chatting to us and we'll chat next week. We have dialed up via Pierce Grayson's Grayson Global remote link all the way to the US to speak to someone that I know 
purely as Topher, that American who's just started watching Neighbours and tweeting every <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> yep, that's How me. How you doing? Doing all right. How about you? Very well. I must know. I know nothing about you. Do you want to give us a little introduction to your world? Okay. Well, as far as what's relevant to me being a soap fan and all that, I'm, I've been a soap viewer for my whole adult life. I'm, I'll say, mid-40s at this point, but I, I started watching American soaps as a teenager and have been hooked on them my entire life. There's not as many American soaps on TV as there used to be, but I really only watch Days of Our Lives anymore in the U.S., and I kind of loosely follow some of the others through Twitter, and I've been kind of active on soap Twitter, as we say, for about 10 years now. And then um, just recently got introduced to Neighbors um, when the when the revival started up. Soap Twitter is a very comfortable place for us, and yeah. that's kind of why I think a lot of us haven't deleted Twitter because that that right. element is what makes it valuable to us, the soap snarking community, more or less. We have uh, Bold and the Beautiful is probably the flagship US soap that airs here. It follows Neighbours. Obviously, you know the recent back and forth with the time slot. And Days is I, I on a rival network. So that's where we are at. Okay. I wasn't sure if Days, because over here it's only on a streaming app now, Days of Our Lives, and I wasn't sure if it still aired on TV. I knew it had at some point in Australia, but I didn't know if it still did. I actually don't even know. I just assumed, like Bold, it's just never going to go anywhere. If you go to Channel 9 in the middle of the day, it'll still be there. <laughs> and can I ask, what do you do for a crust? If I say that expression to you, does that mean anything? No, actually. <laughs> um, what's, what's your day-to-day work life? Oh, Okay. My work life is I do on-demand delivery for apps like, and I don't know if you guys have them over there, but apps like Instacart primarily, that's grocery delivery and restaurant delivery for things like DoorDash and Uber Eats. And I don't know how much of that is is international. Yeah, we Um, do those last ones you mentioned. I do that for various reasons. I have been a, a student off and on and held different retail and restaurant jobs throughout my life. And I currently have been finishing coursework in accounting. And also uh, I regularly take care of my niece who is now eight, but I've, I've helped my mom ever since my niece was six months old. Um, we take care of her on a pretty regular basis. And now it's after school since she's a, in grade school age. So it's still kind of been fitting for me to have a job that I can pick up and do at, at my own pace, my own hours and on the weekends. And so my time with my little niece is, I have a really strong, bond with her and it's really important so That's I really spend fantastic. a lot of time with her and then do this gig work uh, currently and my, my goal is to when she gets a little bit older get more steady accounting work but um, for now the gig stuff is works out a lot with my lifestyle and I help my mom out a lot. That's very admirable. Now how on earth are you fitting neighbors viewing into this <laughs> schedule? Um, well I I'm kind of a binge watcher when it comes to TV I don't watch like a ton of different shows I have for a number of years now I have a habit of like glomming on to one or two or three different shows at a time and just watching the heck out of them constantly so and with Neighbors it's so easy because the episodes are only 22 minutes 
Yeah. And so I just put it on when I'm at home, basically, when I'm at home by myself and watching TV, I turn on its prime or freebie over here between the new episodes and the revival. And then I've also been steadily watching for the last month or so. I started with the episodes from 2018. And so it's just very easy to turn on the app and, and just let it play. Yes, I have some questions about 2018 in just a moment. But firstly, okay. what did you know about Neighbours going in? What were your signpost points of knowledge? Um, I, I knew of it. I knew it was that soap in Australia and I knew that Kylie Minogue had been on it at one point back in the day and that there had been a couple of other famous people on it, Margot Robbie at one point. And I knew that it had been canceled last year and that it was coming back. That that was basically, and that I had always heard it was kind of a, maybe not quiet, but sort of a more domestic, sometimes slice of life kind of soap opera. Yeah. Um, that that was basically what I what I knew and had heard about Neighbors. That's the domestic side is definitely the side we love. A lot of us find comfort in. And then sometimes when things get blown up or people get kidnapped or those sorts of things, you start to miss that side of it. But then if it gets too quiet, we start moaning. Where are our big disasters? Yeah. <laughs> like we don't get tornadoes here, but Erinsborough once got a tornado. That's the that's what we're dealing with. Oh, that's funny that you, they don't happen over there. No, but they did in uh, Erinsborough almost. Nice, nice. And so, how do you how do you enjoy it? I really, I, I've really enjoyed it. I took to it right away. I when when the revival started, there was another friend of mine that I've made that's on Twitter through years of communicating about the American soaps that he's really big into the UK soaps. He got me into Hollyoaks at one point, which I don't watch anymore. I don't know if Hollyoaks airs in Australia, but big chaos and big drama and really exhausting. <laughs> Something like it's a huge emotional commitment to watch Hollyoaks for any long period of time. So because of this guy named Jonathan, he's been into all the international, what's international for us, um, overseas soaps for years, both UK and Australia. And he's always talked about neighbors but then when the revival was coming up there was a number of us who he kind of pushed to watch it he's like this is i know you guys like watching soaps online and i think you might really like this and so there was a couple of us and i'm the main one that's like stuck with it so i waited till the first week was over so i could sit down and watch the first four episodes all in a row because i knew just one episode wouldn't do it and the thing that struck me immediately was number one the production values of it which our soaps, I mean, if, if I guess if you have Bold and Beautiful and Days over there, you, you see the way our soaps are shot, that they're videotape and kind of very staged looking. And I was really struck by how Neighbors looks more like a regular primetime show or a film with a more sort of natural life kind of look to it. And I really liked the, I just liked the tone of it and the flow of it and the way it looked and the way it felt. And like that first week, there wasn't a lot going on story-wise other than I guess the surprise of Therese and Tody getting married but I just took that first week as like okay well I can learn the characters and learn the feel of the show and that's what really really did draw me in is I didn't really need any like big craziness to happen I just wanted to see how it felt and it there was something that even though I was new to it felt very comforting I guess to watch and that's kind of what drew me into it and that's what even you know, even though at like every maybe once a week, there's an episode with like a lot of, you know, big stuff going on and the rest of it's kind of just 
going through the people's lives. And I, I really like that about it. it. It's really comforting hearing someone else talk about it from the other side of not ever growing up with it because it makes me really proud of the show. And it's so easy for me to jump on the inconsistencies and inaccuracies that people do with so, particularly on the, the big US ones that there's not much sure. movement. They just stand around a room for a while. and then Oh, my God, do they ever. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, someone's being pushed out the window. You're like, wow, okay. Right, right. They stand around talking for a week and then suddenly something explodes. <laughs> Someone pulls out a gun. Okay. God, that's a skill set on its own over there. I don't know how those performers do it. That's that's credible. Um, and also over here with well, with neighbours, they cram so much in to one week. So they just have to know what they're doing and be match fit, as, as we say, ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, so, so it's nice to hear that perspective and pull out the things that the elements that we are drawn to is exactly what outsiders are drawn to. And do you have a particular family or storyline that has captured your interest the most in this new reboot? In the reboot, what I really gravitated towards most was the storyline. It took a little bit to develop and they seem to have kind of moved away from it a little bit right now, but is the whole storyline with the newer family, the brand new Barga Murphy family and the Rodwells, who I quickly learned were relatively new to the show before it got canceled. And the whole mystery with is, is you know, Andrew, JJ's father, and also the, the Wendy element of it, the conflict between Wendy and, and Kara and the way they kind of slowly built the conflict between those two families through little things. It wasn't through somebody getting kidnapped or attacking someone. It was little things like thinking JJ stole the watch. Those little like developments that kind of built and then all of a sudden you get, oh, now they kind of hate each other because I, I, <laughs> I really was hooked on that and I really like that. And part of me, even though I get it, that it would have been really almost too easy to make Andrew the dad. Part of me was a little disappointed. It felt like it kind of cut the storyline off when they found out he wasn't. But that, for the most part, has been um, been my favorite element of new episodes. Excellent. And I dare say that will pay off. There's a smoking gun there that will go off at some point. Uh, okay, cool. I, I assume. And it is very kind of Australian. We have a sort of underdog scenario over here a lot of the time where if someone puts a huge um, marquee storyline in front of us with a big divorce and get back together and covering up a murder and blah 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 and we're like look over there this new family moved in and they don't know <laughs> they don't know which suburb to live in it's like yes I'm going for those guys yeah now, the Misha Barton of it all there's a lot of talk around the traps <laughs> that she was cast as a bit of stunt casting to draw in some of the U.S viewers that may have encountered her on the OC. But I I don't know that the OC was as big as the nostalgia would lead people to believe. Were you an um, OC viewer? No, I, I never watched it. It was one of those shows I always knew of and I knew her name, but I never actually watched it. I wasn't familiar with it. Mm. Not that I, I couldn't even tell you anything about what the storylines or what the point of the so, show. No, not at all. It was more, oh, they put her that name that i've heard on this as the token american on this show okay that's interesting i wonder what that'll be about it, you know it wasn't it wasn't let me watch because of her definitely not now this archetype of this mover and a shaker american character has been done before this is a regular occurrence what, what do you okay. make of this portrayal of your people <laughs> are you as grumpy <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I'm definitely not. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't really think about it that way as it being, but now that I think about how they did portray her and how she came in as being sort of this taskmaster authority figure demanding this, that, and the other, 
Yeah, I mean, it was instantly recognizable to me. I guess I'll put it that way. I, it didn't. It didn't feel out of character or out of place for a character like that. As soon as she started, you know, having an issue with every single thing that happened and and being really strict with Paul and being really, it made sense to me. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's that kind of boss. All right, sure. You know, trying to portray her as from this super rich, high powered family that suddenly owns the hotel and and a reason for Paul to be so nervous and squirrely because she really other than the first couple of weeks she didn't really do that i feel like she had to be that way for him to be so on edge and so guarded and yeah. we didn't really get why there was even any connection with paul until the whole flashback but so I, I that seemed like part of it too although it would have been quite funny if she came in still looking for her sister but she had no other agenda she was from the family but she just didn't care about the hotel business and Paul was just falling over himself trying to please her and then he finds right. out she actually she actually doesn't care and he's been wasting his time. Right. <laughs> I was um, kind of waiting for that at some point. Um and so are you following the references the turns of phrase are you keeping up with all of that? For the most part, yeah, there's been a few little things that confuse me, just really minor. You know, most of the slang and most of the expressions, they happen in context enough that it's it's obvious enough. And I have watched, you know, other like, I guess I haven't watched that much Australian television, but I've watched a decent amount of British shows over the years. And so I, there were a few things like I didn't know what a CV was, and that took me a little bit to understand. Here we call yeah. it a resume. So that bit confused me for a little bit, but then again, it was enough in con when I when I realized she was looking at the job references. I was like, "Oh, okay, Wendy's looking at her resume. That's fine." Um, <laughs> little expressions that you know, and some stuff I had to Google. And as soon as I did, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it. That makes sense." But I've always kind of been a language person anyway, so it's not yeah. that hard for me to figure out most context clues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now, finally, 2018, you've gone back. You've gone back in time. Mm -hmm. What's what's possessed you? You live in the state of Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you've gone. That's so funny. Well, Disney World is five hours away from me. Okay. Florida, people don't realize Florida is a huge, huge, massive land. So I just got, you know, I, I just got really curious about it. I, I've, I've binge watched past years of American soaps that have found their way onto YouTube. And so since these were available in good quality on Amazon Prime and whatnot, I just got really curious to see about some of these other characters and, and the past storylines. And I wanted to see if the tone was the same. And I don't know why exactly I picked 2018. I think part of it was I was I had heard a little bit about the David and Aaron coupling. I wanted to see how a gay couple was portrayed on another show because we have them every now and then on our soaps. But there's always, you know, Americans and with network TV gay portrayal is such a big deal and it's kind of only recently that it hasn't been that big of a deal to just yeah, have gay neighbors. people just been not have to come out as their main storyline and then disappear so i wanted to see how another internet soap from australia portrayed that kind of thing yeah and it's been really great that they've been a mainstay of the show for so long particularly when our neighboring soap home and away is very slow to move on queer depictions on their on oh, their storylines okay. so so I feel like we're light years ahead and it's one of its strengths. And so what have you enjoyed out of 2018? Oh, almost all of it, honestly, which sounds like a cop-out answer, but <laughs> it, there's just so much going on. I, I mean, part of it, I like that it does still have that domestic nature and not all the storylines. Like there's some stuff like with Finn coming in and out and, oh. you know, trapping everybody in a 
storage container and things. And I, I, I read a little hint. I'm trying not to like read ahead and spoil yeah. myself, but I've read there's a lot of more big stuff that I'll encounter with him. But you know, I like that the cast is very colorful. There's there's just a lot of personality in the cast. That's always what it is with it with the show for me. Is is I mean, yes, it's storyline, but it's I really love the Sharma Rebecca family. I I love Dippy. She's she's so she's a really fun character to me. And Shane and the Brennan brothers and Chloe coming in. Chloe has been a blast to me to watch. I I love a character like her. She's been a ray, ray of sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how she's how she's she's obviously very smart. She's an interesting mix of she's not dumb or anything, but she kind of just doesn't she doesn't care. You know, she and I think probably it looks like seeing her reintroduction in the new episodes looks like maybe they've had her grow up a little bit. But how she's just kind of carefree and wants to live her life and she's smart and she's not completely irresponsible, but she has her moments of it and and just this bubbly personality and thinks she can do anything and thinks anybody else can do anything, too, if they yeah. just go for it. I love that energy. So it's, Bobby, it's been Bobby that, energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Oh, it's funny that you mentioned storage container because let me put it into perspective. I had forgotten that Finn had locked those people in the storage container. Oh. <laughs> so let's just that be an okay. indicator of what's to come. Oh, um, because that's like minor in comparison to yeah. other things he'll do? Okay, <laughs> <Not>. wow. <laughs> Amazing. And I think there's a the, what caught my eye on Twitter is you mentioned that there's a, a crush or a romance brewing that is uh, out of left field for you. Oh, with Leo and Therese when they, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't see it coming until all of a sudden the episode where you do see it coming. Like there's, that's one thing with uh, American soaps. A lot of the storylines really are sort of telegraphed ahead of time. And there's this really (laughs) slow, long, arduous march towards them. And not that Neighbors doesn't have its slow burns once the storyline starts, but some of these developments just sort of happen. And they they built it in with with Leo, um, you know, sort of trying to match make for Paul, and then through that he starts to realize, oh wait, I, I really like Therese, <laughs> and the, but then and I wasn't sure if they were going to actually start going there, and I'm at a point now where it looks like Therese is starting to look sideways at Leo a little bit and fighting the idea that she might have feelings for him too, and I'm really really intrigued by it. Look, it's birthed a lot of um, memes and gifts. This particular storyline, so I can't wait oh, to, wow. paste, to paste those into the timeline once you get there. <laughs> and nice. well, I look forward to seeing how you how long you want to stick with Neighbors now, and if you end up going back and looking at the '90s, which is my favorite era, or the '80s, which is of course the classic era. And um, hopefully we'll keep chatting to you. So cute and charming and funny that me watching the show and commenting on it is so fascinating because I'm new to the show but also american we're so used to hearing about how other countries hate americans or look down <laughs> on us or whatever because we are ridiculous brutes sometimes but well it's a role reversal for us because we have grown up with american content saturated on our screens so mm, it's very okay. very it's very rare that someone will find one of our flagship programs and just dive in gotcha. from from a complete other country i have literally one of our listeners barbara She's my American, Barbara from Michigan is our one U.S. listener that I'm aware of that's reached out to oh, us wow. in our okay. Facebook group. So this, is, well, yeah, this is where we're at. But over on our Facebook group, people are like, have you seen this? Have you seen this American tweeting about neighbors for the first no time? No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that is hilarious to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm so used to at this point with Soap Twitter. I mean, I have people that I chat with directly, but I'm so used to just making little comments and having them mostly just float off and, you know, be ignored. Yeah. <laughs> the American people, soap Twitter has a very different vibe to it these days that I don't. You should you should check out and, you should check out the Aussie Bold and the Beautiful hashtag. I think I think they call it O'Brook O'Taylor O'Brook. I'll I'll send you the hashtag. <laughs> That's funny. I'd love to see that, and I'm 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 enjoying the interactions also with the neighbors community on Twitter because it's just such a different vibe and a different focus, and people are more like genuinely engaged in the show and even when people nitpick it or you know have negative things to say it's just sort of an overall more enthusiastic in a positive way kind of vibe and that's something that's been missing from american soap twitter for a long time and that that, that's part of what has kept me engaged in the show to be honest is having this new kind of interaction with other people who've watched it forever fantastic and we see we see neighbors like a friend that you just want to do a bit better in life. You're like, come on, mate, you can, you can do this. You can execute you. this natural disaster a bit more accurately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you go back to your busy sh- schedule of watching more neighbours <laughs> in between your <laughs> other commitments. Um, it was so nice to meet you. And it's Topher and your, I don't call it X, but Twitter, your Twitter account is looking at stories, yes. as in L-O-O-K-I-N at stories. People can join you on your ride. I like seeing a feed now on my, I like seeing this rolling scroll of Twitter and I've taken to watching the new episodes much earlier in the day now because I wake up in the morning and there's all this, you know, commentary on them. I haven't watched it yet. Yes. When England wakes up, you're like, oh no, (laughs) oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks so much and um, all the best. You too. Thanks. I also appreciate Aaron chopping wood 